Hello, my name is Dusk Lantern, and I am a Confucian scholar. I am going to talk to you about a television show that I recently completed called The Good Place. This was a four-season television show that finished a couple of years ago in early 2020. And I wanted to talk specifically about the ending because it raised a lot of pretty interesting philosophical and religious perspectives. If you haven't watched the show to its conclusion, I recommend not listening to this until you have. But to summarize the show itself, for, you know, for whom it's been a while since it aired, since he viewed it, it's about four people who have gone to the good place, which is a synonym for which most of us would call heaven. But there's a twist. This isn't, this is actually a place of psychological torment. So in an off-repeating line, when the characters realize this, this isn't a good place, this is a bad place. So the main characters eventually find out, and they actually find out repeatedly because their minds are, their memories are erased every time they find out. And through a number of many plot twists, they end up teaming up with their demon tormentor, who also grows a soft spot for them eventually. And... They all discover that everyone is going to the quote-unquote bad place because the point system that judges who is going to go where does not take into account the complicated nature of the modern world where every action is tied economically to you know, other evil realities. So the six main characters manage to convince the people running everything that this system needs to change. And this itself uh, eventually brings them to the real good place. But of course, one more twist remains. There is a problem with the good place. In the absence of any problems to solve in the good place, and in the presence of never any pleasure, people's brains have turned to mush. So the heroes of the stories, they fix this too, and their solution is to create a door that allows them to leave. And by leaving, they mean the end of individual existence as they know it. Eventually, they all go through the door by the end, except for two characters. And I was very dissatisfied with this ending. So I think the first thing to start off with is, you know, what is really going on with this door? The door is described as, you know, nobody knows what happens after you go through it. You never, ever see them again, even though at this point in the good place, they're just living for what seems to be infinity, a number of infinity. And when they go through the door, what we see is that they kind of just disintegrate and, you know, they're symbolized by these kind of particles that kind of float around and even end up in Earth. So I think it's fair to say that this is, for all intents and purposes, for our discussion, this is death. Now, there's kind of this argument that's almost sophistry where people are saying, well, they already died, so they, you know, they already, they're already dead, they're in the afterlife, and so they can't die twice. But you know, let's be realistic here. When you decide that you are no longer going to exist and you cannot interact with anybody, this is pretty much choosing to die. Okay. So the question here is, you know, and we can even put this aside a little bit. The question is, why do people want to do this? And so I want to talk about this kind of question from a number of perspectives. And there are three ones that I'm very familiar with spiritual perspectives, and we call them spiritual because two of them are religions and one of them is more of a moral philosophy with, with a spiritual dimension, okay? So 
that would be Christianity, Confucianism, and Buddhism. All right. So Confucianism is the one that is not a religion. It's a philosophy, but again, it has some kind of spiritual implications there in terms of how you see the world, how you find the world beautiful. And so that kind of will inform us through this discussion. So why are these characters going through the store that essentially ends them as a person? It eliminates, ends their personhood. There's kind of this idea that they have lived for a very long time. You know, what's called a you know, show of Barry and Jeremy very cutely. And the, the whole tone of the show is very cute. It's very humorous. It's basically lighthearted. So it's kind of jarring to have this sort of ending where all of a sudden these people that you've kind of gotten to know as characters, they just disappear and they're gone forever. And they don't return. They can't return. That's a little disconcerting, and everybody is disturbed by this, whether they want to admit it or not. It's a disturbing image to see. So why are they going through this to begin with? The idea is that they have experienced all that they want to experience. They've achieved whatever they've wanted to achieve in what should be billions of years of lifetime of living experiences, and they don't need any more. And so what they want to do is they want to go through the store and it's just done. Their story has ended. So there's two characters where we really see this thought process pretty well. So one of them is Jason, who is not the very intelligent character. And his moment of final triumph is when he plays as his favorite football team on a video game and wins a Super Bowl. Uh, with you know all these points maximized. And then he basically says he realizes that the air inside his lungs is the same as the air outside his lungs. And he knows it's time to go. It's time to end. Now, the second person, uh, his name is Chidi, and he's a moral philosophy professor in his time on Earth. And he does spend some time teaching in his afterlives, plural, and he basically says, and, and you know, there's this very important romance uh, with, I would say, probably the main character, Eleanor. And, you know, they're a couple by the end. And he basically says he's, he's done. He's experienced everything. And this makes Eleanor very upset because she's not ready. And then he says, okay, I'll stay. You know, he says he'll, he says he'll stay for basically her. She comes to the belief that what she wants is basically selfish. And so then she lets him go. And so he does go through the, you know, go through this door and he's gone forever. It takes Eleanor a very long time to be the last one through the door. And this is essentially where the story, the whole series basically ends with her disintegration. And this one is not so well told because we get the sense by both the actress herself and how she is emoting, as well as the story structure, that this is not the kind of piece that the first two characters who went through the door had. It's almost as if she feels lonely and listless, that there really isn't much to do. There's not the sense of calm that we still see. And my little theory on this is that the actors, and there's another, you know, there are other characters. So one of them is Janet, who is not a person, not a human being. She's kind of more of a database slash kind of servant, but you know, it's like an all-powerful entity, right? That can just kind of satisfy all sorts of needs of curiosity and material substance. So if you want a horse to ride, all of a sudden she brings to you. 
So the actress playing this character, the character is allowed to show some degree of emotion, but at this last episode, there's kind of a degree of emotion that's a little kind of beyond, you know, what we're expecting. Now it's true that there's been all this time, you know, for her to kind of grow into this. But well, what are we basically saying here is that it just seems like a lot of the um, actors and actresses, I think what's going on is honestly that they are picking up on the fact that the, their characters are committing suicide and it's very sad and it's very upsetting and it's all kind of dressed up as not suicide because typically when people commit suicide they do it because their life is terrible that they're feeling a lot of psychological or even physical pain and they, they need an out but this is not the case here right there's no physical pain at least there is something called ennui e-n-n-u-i where this is a feeling of not quite being happy with the world it's just kind of going on and on and there's nothing specifically to upset you but you just feel dissatisfied anymore. So that might be what is going on here. The ending with, with some of these characters. So why do people feel this way? Why, why is there the Inuit? And this is quite connected to the question, another question, which is, is this really a good, the good place, right? Is this really the best place that we can be? And so let's go through these perspectives, right? So first, let's look at Christianity. So in Christianity, which the show explicitly says, you know, this is not the Christian afterlife, right? So it's not really a criticism of it, but I think we can still bring in this Christian perspective to kind of get an understanding as to whether this ending works or not. Because in the Christian perspective emphasizes two things. So one is the centrality of God to the afterlife. Now, God is literally not a character in the show. So we can't really talk about this as being relevant to the show. But the second part I think is very relevant, which is this idea that in heaven, you are all tied together in not a very, you know, not in some kind of general abstractive sense, but there are real communities, there are real families that the, that there's this ever increasing joy because the community of heaven keeps continuing what intended by God at the beginning of creation. So how does this work? 